Hey everybody, my name is Brian Mundell. This is a new version of Ron's House Podcast. Thank you as always for downloading and tuning in. I really appreciate it. I'm recording this on the 4th of July. You may not hear this until after the 4th of July because it won't be, well, it'll be released later on tonight on the 4th of July, but most people will probably listen to it on the 5th and beyond. But anyway, happy 4th of July. Of course, this is the day where America declared their independence from Great Britain. And the 13 colonies were no longer subject to King George III's bullshit. So they said, we're going to do our own thing and kind of created their own bullshit. Some bullshit had already been created in America. And they carried that on for quite some time. A lot longer than most of us would, would like to admit. Many inhumane practices and the consequences of those practices are still being felt today. So happy birthday, America. But of course, I'm not here to shit on our country. I do love our country. I do love, for the most part, what it stands for. And I do love being an American, despite the nonsense that surrounds us still today. But I want to do something a little different on today's show. Today, we're going to play a little game of what if. And today's what if game is a heartbreaking thought. But I couldn't help but wonder, what if Mitt Romney had beat Barack Obama in 2012, would the Democratic Party be better off today? Now, again, don't get me wrong. It is a heartbreaking thought to think of Barack Obama, the best president in my lifetime, losing to Mitt Romney. I can't imagine a scenario in where Mitt Romney would be... Well, wait a minute. Of course I can't. I can't imagine a scenario because that's what I'm doing right now. I can't imagine a reality. Let's just say that. I can't imagine a reality where Mitt Romney would have beaten Barack Obama because at the end of the day, I think if I remember correctly, that one was announced quickly, even by Fox News. And I remember Karl Rove losing his mind saying, no, this is not over. This, is, this was almost, it was a, a precursor to 2016, Carl Rove was running around Fox News Studio going, you guys got it wrong. There's no way this is over yet. I think it was over by 10.30 that night, if I remember correctly. If not, it wasn't that much longer after that. It was before midnight. But the premise of Mitt Romney beating Barack Obama and would it be better for the Democrats today is a question that we are going to explore. Now, the reason why I asked the question and I actually thought about it. Uh, it was based on the recent Supreme Court decisions that we saw over the last week, one involving affirmative action on college campuses, the student loan forgiveness, and uh, the business owners can reject clients based on their religious beliefs. Before I get into this horrific scenario, I want to touch on all three of those rulings and just say a few things about them. The first one, the affirmative action one, the hypocrisy on that one is astounding. Clarence Thomas, who first of all shouldn't even be a member of the Supreme Court anymore based on the controversy surrounding him and his whacked out wife who involved herself in trying to get the election overturned, Clarence Thomas benefited from the very policy that he ruled against. But like I just said with Clarence Thomas, the guy has absolutely no moral authority whatsoever. He didn't care about scruples. He didn't care about what's good. He will do the bidding of the people who bribe him, pay him, and afford him luxuries that he otherwise would not have. But 
the way I look at it, a vote against affirmative action is your way of saying racism is over, but I think any reasonable person would agree that that's just not true. And, you know, from what I said in the very beginning about America and the bullshit that was perpetuated for centuries are still felt to this day. You want to know the funny thing about affirmative action? Most people, when you hear affirmative action, you think race. But do you know who benefits the most from affirmative action? White women have have benefited the most from affirmative action. Yet, if you interview them or you poll them, a lot of white women are against it. But you know why? Because I don't think they even understand that they've benefited from affirmative action more than any other group. But why white women would be against it, and in fairness, most people would be against it, is because they associate it with race only. Now, the last thing I'm going to say about the affirmative action case is if you are basically saying now that somebody cannot be considered as an enrollee to your college based on race, gender, or anything else that might have kept you from being able to go to college at some point in our country's history, then it is definitely time to end those legacy admissions. I mean, you talk about underqualified people getting into Harvard and Yale. George W. Bush was a C student at best, and he got into Yale because of daddy. And he's not the only one. There are plenty of people who get into colleges because of who their daddy was or their grandfather or their grandfather's grandfather or their grandfather's grandfather and how much money that you actually donate to the college. So, you know, the the fact that we have a Supreme Court decision that says that we are no longer going to consider any factors that would have once kept people out of college altogether, then legacy admissions needs to be looked at. And I hope somebody brings up a case. I hope somebody brings that to a court and somehow that makes it to the Supreme Court because I'd be very interested to see what the ruling would be on that one. And quite frankly, when we talk about legacy admissions, as I said earlier, when uh, you have somebody who's grandfather and grandfather's grandfather and grandfather's grandfather, there's a lot of people in this country that didn't have that luxury. Their grandfather, their grandfather's grandfather, and their grandfather's grandfather, they weren't even allowed to be in the same public schools as the people who are part of these legacy admissions. So the second one, the second case... Uh, that the Supreme Court ruled on was the student loan debt and Joe Biden's plan and promise to eliminate up to $20,000 in student loan debt. Now, I personally went to college. I paid back all of my student loans. However, first of all, my education didn't cost near as much as it does now. I mean, college tuitions, books, the cost of living, everything is outrageous. It is incredibly high. So when students finally graduate, they find a job that doesn't match the amount that they need to pay these student loans back. It will take them forever. I work in the mortgage business. I see all the time on credit applications, student loan debt, and it affects millions of people trying to buy a home. 
and the amount of time it is going to take for them to pay that back, that's going to be difficult for them to do unless they receive some incredible raises, which you don't necessarily see as much anymore. Again, you you see prices go up. You don't see the wages go up to match the pricing that goes up. It's been a decade-long problem in this country. But beyond that, the other thing I'm sick of is every single time these billion-dollar corporations need a bailout, they get it without hesitation. They come a dime a dozen, and it's going to happen again. Another major corporation is going to meet a monster bailout. They're going to get their bailout, and their CEOs and presidents and everybody else in the corporations are going to get paid billions of dollars, and they'll feel like, government suckers. You know, I'm of the mindset that it is time to help the people. Sure, during COVID, you gave people $600, and quite frankly, they gave a lot of people the $600 who didn't even really need it, but mark me down as a guy that thinks that every once in a while, the people can use a bailout. Like back in 2008, 2009. And if I see one more of these Congress people running their mouth who got these PPP loans and had those forgiven, that again, the hypocrisy just drives me insane. And somehow we continue to go through life and they just get away with it and they continue to govern and we just sit back and go, well, I guess that's the way it is. And that sucks. Okay, and before we get to the crux and the premise of the show... We'll talk about the final ruling from the Supreme Court on whether or not a business can discriminate towards somebody based on their religious beliefs. Now, I'm going to say this, that I am somewhat on the fence on this one, and obviously it has nothing to do with the LGBTQ community. If you listen to this show, you know I'm a friend and a defender of the LGBTQ community. And, you know, it's because of that that I do understand the outrage of this ruling. I, I do, however, see a flip side of this because we're talking about two different things. We're talking about discrimination. We're also talking about sort of a free speech issue. And, you know, the discrimination part obviously is the part where when I say I'm on the fence, I'm on the side of... Well, I don't think that a business should be able to discriminate against somebody based on their color or their sexual orientation or what country they're from. However, if I owned my own business and somebody came in and said that they wanted to make a website, let's say I own my own website business and they want to make their own website that celebrates MAGA and Nazis I think I have the right to say, no, I I don't think I'm interested in that. Now, again, I'm not comparing the LGBTQ community to Nazis by any measure whatsoever. But that said, I would like to have the right to say no to somebody when it comes to views that I do not agree with. Where I come to that conclusion is is that I wouldn't want to serve an asshole, but it's not illegal to be an asshole. And if the case were the opposite and somebody, a MAGA person, said that I'm bringing this to court and it went all to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court ruled that um, the website designer needs to make a MAGA website or a Donald Trump website or a Nazi website... I don't know if I would feel comfortable with that. I think if you own your private business, 
there is a right to decline service. And even if it's based on stupid religious shit, they still have the right to do that. But on the flip side, you know what else you have the right to do? To not go into that business. In fact, I want to know the businesses that say, I'm not serving the LGBTQ community or I'm not serving black people. I'm not serving, you know, anything like that. I want to know who those businesses are so we know not to go into them. And I guarantee you they're going to wind up losing more business than the flip side of that. But all that said, let's get back to the original premise about the Democrats and would they be in better shape, and the country for that matter, because I think when Democrats are running the country, we are always going to be in better shape. Doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean everything's going to be peachy keen and everybody's going to get their way and everybody's going to be happy. In fact, there are going to be a lot of people who are not very happy if the Democrats are running the country, but logistical, intelligent people realize that when Democrats are running the country, it's just a better feel. It's a better fit for what the country stands for now. Okay, so let's start the premise that I absolutely can't stand the thought of. I do not like the thought of Barack Obama losing to Mitt Romney, but for this podcast, let's just say he did. So the first question would be is, what would the Supreme Court breakdown be at the time that Mitt Romney takes over as president? There would be five Republicans and four Democrats on the Supreme Court. John Roberts, Clarence Thomas, Antonin Scalia, Samuel uh, Samuel Alito, and uh, Anthony Kennedy. They would be the five Republican Supreme Court justices. And on the Democratic side, you would have uh, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Stephen Breyer. So during Mitt Romney's first term, he would have a 5-4 advantage in Republican justices versus Democratic justices. In 2016, Antonin Scalia passed away, so there was an opportunity to add somebody to the Supreme Court. Scalia being a Republican, Mitt Romney obviously would have been able to replace him with another Republican. Now remember, when Barack Obama was president and this happened, he appointed Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court, and the Republicans basically blocked his nomination to the Supreme Court all the way through to the next election, and Donald Trump was able to appoint a Republican in his place. So that being said, for Romney, it still would have been a wash. So we still have five to four on the Supreme Court, five Republicans, four Democrats. Now, fast forward to the end of Mitt Romney's first term. I guess the first question we would have to ask is, who would actually be running against Mitt Romney in 2016? Would Barack Obama run against Mitt Romney to try to get a second term? My guess is would be a very hard no, because I don't think Barack Obama would have done that. And second of all, I think back in those days, I say back in those days, it wasn't that long ago, is that When you lost a presidential election, you kind of accepted it and you moved on. So almost no chance it would have been Barack Obama to run against him. So that leaves two other candidates that I think would have been the most likely to run, and that would be Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. And I have absolutely no reason to believe that either one of them would have lost to Mitt Romney. Because... I mean, think about it in our scenario, Mitt Romney beating Barack Obama at that time would have been the shocker of all shockers. Republicans just do not win the popular vote anymore. In fact, they lost seven of the last eight. Now, you could say, well, you say Hillary could win, but she lost to Donald Trump. Why would she beat Mitt Romney? Well, 
Would the misinformation and the disinformation that you saw in 2016, would it have been as prevalent in 2012? I don't think so. I think there would have been, I mean, Hillary has been vilified since she was the first lady when Bill Clinton was governor in Arkansas. And that continues on to this day. But a huge reason why Hillary Clinton lost is because of the Russian interference in our election and the misinformation and disinformation. And they would not have been able to pull that off back in 2012. Plus, I don't know if Hillary Clinton had any server issues with her emails and stuff back then either. And that certainly played a factor. I know it firsthand. I know it from talking to people who before the election said, well, I don't know if I can vote for her now after this news that just came out. That's not news that would have come out in 2012. So the premise, would America be better off if Romney had won in 2012, is I believe there would have been a strong possibility that Hillary Clinton would have won the presidency in 2016. And if she won the presidency in 2016, let's go back to the Supreme Court. After Antonin Scalia was replaced in 2016 after after his passing, three different judges either retired or passed away, two of which would have been appointed by Hillary Clinton or whoever the Democratic president. I believe Joe Biden could have beaten Mitt Romney as well. But after Anthony Kennedy retired in 2018 and Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed in 2020, the Democratic president, whoever it was, would have been in position to appoint two different Supreme Court justices, which would have made the Supreme Court five to four right now. So that brings us to what would happen in 2020. Almost assuredly, Donald Trump would have been the nominee in 2020 to run against Hillary Clinton. But now we're running under totally different circumstances. If you are like me, you believe that Hillary Clinton would have made a phenomenal president. And I'm still baffled to this day how and why she didn't win. And some of that was because of people on the Democratic side. Well, I can't vote for her. Why? What are you talking about? You can't vote for her? You're going to let Donald Trump? That's Okay, whatever. That's a different show. But I think she would have done a phenomenal job. And you know what still would have been around in 2020? COVID. And her leadership through COVID would have been phenomenal. And you almost couldn't not vote for her. Now, I believe it still would have been a tough one because the MAGA movement hadn't quite gotten there yet. And it still would have been new to a lot of people who had never voted before in their life. But I think one major factor that would have been a somewhat of a blockade to the MAGA movement getting as strong as it did in 2016 was because of COVID. COVID slowed down life for a lot of people. And I think it would have slowed down a movement that would have begun, but maybe not been as strong as it was in 2016. And overall, playing out in that scenario, the Democrats would hold the advantage in the Supreme Court right now. I truly believe that. Now, on the flip side, has the current Supreme Court become the Democrats' best friend? And by all indications, a little bit, maybe. They very well could be. Proof of that already exists based on the rulings on Roe versus Wade and the Dobbs decision. Since then, the Democrats have seen the most successful midterm election for a president's party in over two decades, as well as the first time since 1934 the president's party gained governorships during his first term. Dems have won statewide races in Arizona, in Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and in Michigan. Not only did they win state races, they flipped control of the legislature and they passed a ballot measure to codify Roe. Victories continued in 2023 
uh, Judge Janet Protasewicz in, in Wisconsin. She demolished her anti-choice opponent by 11 points. Support for abortion rights are at the highest it's been in three decades, according to polling. And a record number of single-issue voters will only consider candidates that share their view on abortion. 70% of Americans think abortion should be legal, including 53% of independents and 63% of independent women. Very important voters. Meanwhile, Republican candidates like the disgraced, twice-impeached, twice-indicted sexual assaulter Donald Trump and turbo nerd and all-around weirdo Ron DeSantis, they're all in on a national ban on abortion, which ultimately could bode well for Democrats, especially with the proofs and the numbers to back it up. And quite frankly, I said this last week, Joe Biden is doing a phenomenal job. Forget about just abortion. He is doing a great job, especially what he had to take over. I was watching a clip on Fox News the other day, Larry Kudlow, Larry, um, Donald Trump's buddy. He was trying his best to talk about how bad the economy was doing, and he just really couldn't do it. He just was struggling throughout the whole thing. He was doing his best, but the lady interviewing was saying, you still haven't really answered my question, Larry. And on paper, and when you look at all the economic statistics and everything that backs it up, the economy is doing great. Is it doing great for everybody? No. The economy is not always doing great for everybody, unfortunately. That's something that we really need to take care of and we need to look into more and more and more. And the only way we get there is through Democratic candidates and wins. Again, not all Democrats are perfect and not all of them are reliable. Look at Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, But it's a slow walk. It's unfortunately, it's a slow walk, but it's a slow walk. We just got to get to the point where we're jogging because the flip side is an absolute nightmare. If this new Republican Party takes over, this whole MAGA movement takes over, which I really don't believe they can. I really don't. I know people say, oh, you shouldn't say that. Don't, don't get over excited or don't get uh, over cocky about it. It's not a matter of getting cocky. I just really don't believe that overall, America wants that nonsense. Sure, there's enough people in this country that get duped into thinking they want that kind of nonsense, even though it does not benefit them at all. They get excited when they hear affirmative action was overturned on college campuses. Imagine being so out of touch to think that that's a victory for you. But as I was saying earlier, the proof is kind of in the pudding. The Democrats are winning races all over the country big and small. And at some point, we have to recognize that and continue the work and continue the fight and not give up. The last thing I'm doing is listening to any presidential poll. I don't, I don't care what they say. Trump can be up by six points. Biden's up by four now. DeSantis is losing. DeSantis is beating Biden. I don't care about any of those polls. I care about the results. And every result I've added up, really, since 2016, has been on the Democratic side. And you know what? During that time, a lot of polls said the Democrats couldn't win. And they continue to do so. I'd say defy the odds, but I think the odds are in their favor. They aren't really defying anything. And a large part of this, forget about Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden's doing a phenomenal job, and I think he should win regardless. But right now, America's pissed off. They're pissed off about so many different things. And one of the leading causes is the abortion rights for women. I remember there was a time, there might still be some people who think that abortion was a 50-50 issue across the country. And that obviously is just not the case. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. The Supreme Court, as unfortunate as it is that they overturn 
Roe versus Wade and Dobbs could be the Democrats' best friend right now. Doesn't matter who's going to run for president on the Democratic side. You're going to have a lot of people who are going to vote for Joe Biden, like myself, along with all the other reasons why to vote Democrat. And then you're also going to have people who are going to vote against the nonsense that has become the Republican Party right now. And until that's proven otherwise, my confidence will be through the roof. I like our chances moving forward. So obviously, let's just keep putting in the work and get the message out there to as many people as we can that the Democrats are doing, first of all, a great job, and they're going to protect your rights and your freedoms, the same ones that Republicans have hijacked as their own, leading me to wonder if they even understand what rights and freedoms mean. But anyway, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts if Mitt Romney had won in 2012? I know it's hard to bring yourself to think that, but what were your thoughts? What uh, it, Was there anything that I said wrong? Anything that you agree with? Anything that you have any comments about? If you do, please hit me up at runshousepodcast at gmail.com. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you can find your favorite podcast. Uh, I continue to work on a project that I will be doing soon with somebody who has been a guest on my show and more details on that should be coming around. But until then, as always, I appreciate you guys downloading and listening to this show and we will talk to you again soon.